No, I haven't gone and lost my mind. What opened this episode is a metal song. You heard that right. And you may be asking yourself, why did I play that song on a Jimmy Buffett-based podcast? Well, this episode is dedicated to all things pirate. Arr! Before I get into all that, let me first say thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of the Songlines and Tan Lines podcast a place to take a momentary break from your day-to-day routine. Those returning, thank you. The support is appreciated. Those new to this podcast, welcome. Now, let's pull up the anchor and set sail. Number 75. That's right, this episode marks what feels like another milestone. It seems like there are numbers that are milestones in podcasting or anything with episodes reaching number 25, number 50, and number 75 are all big moments. 100 is another one, and so forth and so on from there. I just crossed my one-year anniversary a few episodes back, and now, here I am, sitting on number 75. I can't believe I am 25 episodes away from 100. It's crazy to even realize that. I still can't believe this podcast is going strong after a year, and that I was able to take a simple idea and turn it into something that now has almost 5,000 hits total. Crazy, crazy stuff. Anyway, I will stop patting my own back and move on to the Trop Rock song I want to feature on this episode. And I have grayed the line of Trop Rock with this feature because some of these songs may not exactly be Trop Rock, but they do have that vibe, so I include them. Case in point, this song, Boat Names by Brian Kelly, off the album Sunshine State of Mind. I stumbled onto the song, dug out the album shortly thereafter, started to enjoy it, and realized after listening to it more than once that I was now a hypocritical idiot. More on that after the song, a song that I think fits perfectly within the pirate theme. If you have a boat, which most pirates did, You have to name it. Of course, pirates may not give their boat as sweet a name as the one in this song, but still, I think it fits. Here's the song. Hey baby, let me make you a drink. That sun's just starting to sink. Sky's red and orange and pink It's a perfect night, girl, don't you think We could stroll on down to the 
dock of the bay Walk around, look at all them boating eggs. I can see us in the one right there Big blue letters say without a care Wind blowing through your beach blonde hair Sun-kissed in the salty air Here with you I can float away Holding hands and dreaming about boating Love that song. So good. Such an easy, breezy ballad. Really takes you away. Now, I guess it is time to tell you why I am a hypocritical idiot. Brian Kelly resides in the band Florida Georgia Line. I about threw up in my mouth when I realized that. That band personally grates on my nerves. That band is the one I associate the most with this new pop country sound that I don't like and try to avoid at all costs. And I even try to steer people away from it from time to time. But Brian's album is good enough and diverse enough and at times country enough that it might, just might, sway me into trying out Florida Georgia Line. Who knows? I might even feature them one day. Stay tuned. All right, now let's grab the wheel and spin the tall ship back on course. Did you know there is a genre called pirate metal? Technically, the band I opened the show with isn't pirate metal. Anvil has just that song as far as I know. Might have more, and I'm not versed in them enough to know that or not. Anyway, when I am not listening to Jimmy or chill music, I listen to a lot of metal. And not just the 80s stuff like Death Leopard and White Lion and Poison and Rat and Winger, you name it, and Tesla. But I listen to heavy stuff, you know, death metal, thrash metal, Viking metal. Yes, that's also a thing. I love the band, Amon Amarth. Basically, if it's metal, I enjoy it. I know, strange to learn that fact, right? Honestly, I just love music. No matter the style or format, I am open to it. But I have found that I usually fall into two camps. One that loves to turn on some chill music, like this episode's song, and relax, let the day drift away. But there's this other side of me, the dark side. That guy loves some metal. And when I want to unleash my darker side, metal is perfect for that. I wanted to give you that bit of backstory before diving back into one more pirate metal song. It's by a band named Ailstorm. And I would say out of all the bands in the pirate metal genre, they are probably towards the top of that genre. Might even have helped to invent it. Or at least they made it more popular. Here's their song. Waiting for the end I'll see these final 
Are you guys still with me? Have you listened this far? Thank you if you are still with me. I know most of my listeners probably find metal grating, and I get it. It's not for everyone. I just felt like it would be fun to showcase some pirate metal since the song I'm featuring by Jimmy is called A Pirate Looks at 40. True, it isn't a song that is about an actual pirate, but the ideas in the song harken back to pirate lore. It's all about a guy who just couldn't ground himself in the current time. He'd have been better off back in pirate times. The song, A Pirate Looks at 40, is one of Jimmy's big ones, found on the album A1A, which is arguably one of Jimmy's greatest albums. And I won't go into that album in this episode. I've explored it a few times already, including dedicating an entire episode to it. Me and the Audible Ecstasy crew sat down and reviewed that one. But before I get into that song, here is some info on it from Wikipedia. A Pirate Looks at 40 is a song written and performed by American popular music singer-songwriter Jimmy Buffett. It was first released on his 1974 album A1A and Presence to Send You, great song, is the B-side of that single. Buffett wrote the song about Philip Clark at the chart room where Buffett first performed after his move to Key West, Florida. The song contains the bittersweet confession of a modern-day, washed-up drug smuggler as he looks back on the first 40 years of his life, expresses lament that his preferred vocation of piracy on the high seas was long gone by the time he was born, and ponders his future. For radio play, the song was shortened by deleting the fourth verse for the single release. The song is one of Buffett's more popular and is part of the Big Eight, that he has played at almost all of his concerts, and always during the second set. Most of you guys probably know most of that, but if you didn't, then I'm glad I was able to drop that knowledge. Okay, enough talking. Let's give the song a listen. Mother, Mother Ocean, I've heard you call, wanted to sail upon your waters since I was three feet tall, you've seen it all, you've seen it all, watch the men who rode you. Switch from sails to steam In your belly you hold the treasures You have ever seen Most of them dream Most of them dream Yes, I am a pirate Two hundred years too late The cannons don't thunder the Great song. So easy, so breezy. I never tire of it. And to further add to that Wikipedia information, I found this on songfacts.com, which kind of shares some information from that Wikipedia article. Buffett was only 27 when the song was released, but it's not about him. 
he wrote it about Phil Clark, one of the more colorful characters he met when he first came to Key West, Florida, in the early 70s. Clark was a modern-day pirate, described in various accounts as a smuggler, a mercenary, a drug runner, and an adventurer. Buffett got to know him and wrote this song based on their conversations. Clark was approaching 40 and wasn't sure his profession would be around much longer. Phil Clark's bar of choice in Key West was the Full Moon Saloon. When he died, his body washed up on a beach in Sausalito, California. Some of his ashes were brought to the saloon, where they stayed above the cash register until it closed in 1993. Interesting to learn that Phil's body washed up on a beach in California when the song is so associated with Key West. I said this was one of Jimmy's big songs. Currently, it is sitting at number three in concert plays with 1,133 times. Played live first in 1974 and last played in 2021. And I know the last played will change continuously until Jimmy decides to, unfortunately, retire, which he will do someday. Time catches up to all of us. Pirate might not stay in the third spot, though. Changes in latitudes, changes in attitudes, cheeseburger in paradise, volcano, and fins are very close to that third spot. And if Jimmy didn't play Pirate a few times, which I'm sure he probably won't, but if he didn't play it live for a bit, any of those songs could easily overtake it. Thanks, Jimmy, for making this song, and rest in peace, Phil. Let me drop anchor here and close out the episode. You can hear my voice talking music on the Audible Ecstasy podcast and talking horror on the Nightlight Tales podcast. You can email me at songlinesandtenlines at gmail.com and all my other social areas can be found in the description of the show. And if you enjoy what I'm doing, don't forget to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. And you guys may or may not know this, when I feature a big song by Jimmy, like this one, I always try to seek out cover versions of it. There are multiple covers out there of this song from famous artists. Bob Dylan and Joan Baez duet it on a cover of it. So did Jack Johnson, Dave Matthews, and Tim Reynolds. Sister Hazel also took a turn at it as well. Remember those guys? But I'm not featuring any of those covers. The one I am featuring is a cover of A Pirate Looks at 40 by The Killers. It's an excellent version. I hope you enjoy it. Last thing. I will read another page of my short story, The Living Sand, once the killers stop singing. Stay tuned if you want to hear it or are invested in the story. That's it. Thanks for listening. Cheers and aloha.
And in your belly you hold the treasure you have ever seen. Most of them dream. Most of them dream. Yes, I am a pirate. Two hundred years too late. The cannons don't thunder. There's nothing to plunder. I'm an early forty victim of fate. Arriving too late. Arriving too late. Still with me? Oh, thank you so much for listening this far and tuning in to another page of my story, The Living Sand, which you can pick up on Amazon today if you want to support this podcast and put a little green in my pocket. All right, let's get into it. Junior, get over here. Get over here now. Man, you're a buzzkill. Most 12-year-olds shouldn't worry this much. If I turn 13, I'll remind myself of that. Now get your ass over here now. Junior let out a sigh and walked over to Seth. I'm here. What is so damn important? The wall, Seth replied, turning Junior's face and pointing him towards it. If Junior could have pissed cold yellow ice, he would have at that moment. On the wall was a skull and crossbone symbol, blood red, dripping and running like it was bleeding or freshly painted. Below this skull and crossbones, there was a message. Let ye who pass here be warned. This be the devil's virgin sand. He be the beast that walk amongst the ground. He be the beast inside the grains. Life is in the sand. If you be here when the moon is full, use the sea's water. Mix it with the sand. Whatever is created next night, the devil's life it will have. After Seth read this message out loud, a mouth appeared on the red skull. The mouth opened up, revealing large, sharp teeth and a black, empty portal. Two red eyes appeared in the empty black eye sockets a second later. And then this symbol laughed at them, laughed an evil, sinister laugh. The boys turned to look at one another, fear upon their faces, and without a word, they ran. <laughs>